Hi, and welcome to Wait to Takes, episode 70. Another round number, big one. I'm Trey, joined as always by Tucker, Dylan, and Cam. How are we, gentlemen? Uh, I can't think Good. of a 70. Big 70. Uh, May the 4th be with you. It's uh, May 4th. Uh, was, is Villanueva number 70? I haven't even looked it up. Who's number 70? Trey, you good, bro? Um, but winners and losers. Uh, let's start off with the point. Cameron, you're taking home the winner this week. That'll be a point for you. And I would just like to say that I have the integrity to not vote for my own take. That was clearly wrong. Now, we've had takes that were wrong, proven wrong before the next show before. And I'm pretty sure everybody still voted for their own take. So just a, just a pat on the winner for me. Uh, also, just for being a good guy. But um, if you Cam, think you're the only one, points. if you think you're the what only that? one that does that, then shame Dennis on you. Dennis Rodman on the uh, Dallas Mavericks in 2000 wore the number 70. Dennis Rodman episode. Uh, <laughs> I do think I'm the only person that does that. I do that. I vote. I don't vote on mine. I voted against myself multiple times. Come on, man. All right, maybe not, maybe not. But anyways, Cam's up to four points. I'm at five. Tucker's at one. Dylan's at seven. Uh, Cam, any any thoughts on the on the point? First one in a while for you, I feel like. Yeah. Um, very well deserved. I think that uh, a lot of people just hate the Jets, so maybe there's a little bit of pander, but I also think that it's gonna it's gonna be very true. So I'll take it. Clap it. All right, uh, loser. Me for almost every draft take I had, um, uh, just just wrong about everything. Just wrong about the Patriots not taking a quarterback. Wrong about the third overall pick. Wrong about a lot. So I will eat that. Um, I will eat the Patriots draft analysis as an L for me. Also, I'm ready to count an L for the Wasted Takes second annual mock draft. Although we did get. Um, we got, technically we got five, right? Five, right. Five. Five and a half, though. So we're counting a half a point for Cam for his Browns pick at number 26 of Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa. They picked him in the next round. He got the team and the player right. He did not get the round right. So, uh, that's half a point. Um, that means, Tucker, you came out with one correct pick. Dylan, you came out with two. Cam, you came out with two and a half, making you this year's draft expert. So winner Cam on that end. But loser overall for the podcast. Only improved 0.5 point picks since last year. So we're always good for about five. At least we're consistent. I mean, that, right. that gets tough, right? Like, it's so hard to do a mock draft. Because once you start getting, like, you get the first one wrong, and then th- that person's going in the first round. So you're, you lose two, and then the next one. So you it gets bad quick. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we'll talk more about it later, but it, we just, I think we overthought things. And, like, the Lance pick, like, you think about that, like, they want they said they wanted to keep Garoppolo which makes you think, oh, then they're going to go for Lance. And we just, and I just totally ignored that. I thought they were lying. But we didn't keep it simple uh, for a lot of our picks, and we took an out. But, all right. We, I we got Jamari, though. You guys hated on me. Yeah. We, will, we will discuss it more in length uh, after Waits' takes round. Any other losers for anybody? I got a quick winner. Um, winner, me. 
Uh, my work put on a basketball tournament uh, on Monday. My 3v3 team won. It was the first time I was ever paid to play sports, so winner to me. Professional basketball player, Dylan Benham. Uh, Tucker, DeGrom lost to the Red Sox the other night. You see that? Did you see how he lost? Yeah, I saw how he lost. <laughs> he gave up um, one run. <laughs> like, the, the long ball kills him. Keep it in the well, park. You know what? If you give up one run in seven innings and you take the uh, oh, it's not really on you. You're deaf still to go if you do that. <laughs> but yeah, all right. That's that's why like. Uh, <laughs> okay, waste it takes. I'd like to go first. I bet y'all can guess my waste to take. Does anybody have any ideas? Mac Jones will be Mac the great player of this time. No, but it is Mac Jones related. So Mac Jones will. Win the Super Bowl. No, no. But, um, so who's, who here has made their selection for Rookie of the Year? I know somebody said Trey Lance. I, I did. So, I, I might have said Justin Fields. I'm pretty sure you said Trey Lance. Somebody said Trey Lance. I'm going to. I think I'm, I said Justin Fields because I said wherever team Justin Fields falls to, we'll have the Rookie of the Year quarterback. Well, I'll have to go back and check, check the logs. But I said. Before the draft, I will have to look at who gets drafted where to make my determination on who's pick it, who's going to be rookie of the year. And it's an easy one. It's Mac Jones. He's going to be the rookie of the year. That's the ways to take. Um, you know, Mac falls to 15. I've been on the Mac train since day one, and I've had a lot of haters in this podcast. And now some of those haters are going to have to turn right around. And be on the Mac train, and I welcome you with open arms. You know, you can be, you can admit you were wrong and jump right on. Doesn't bother me yet whatsoever. But Mac is coming into a situation where he's got a great coach, great group of coaches. Um, he's got a decent offense. You know, two tight end set that really was, you know, when it was working at its peak in New England was unstoppable. Um, great old line, just like he had in college. Uh, could be a little more help at receiver. Uh, I was upset they didn't draft some more wide receivers, but he's coming into a team that is is in a place to win this year. I, I'm not going to say Super Bowl, anything like that. I think it's a long shot. Um, don't know how much, you know, I think he's going to come in after about week four. I think they're going to use September as sort of a preseason as they have in the past. I think he's going to come in and he's going to light it up. I think the Patriots are going to be good, man. And I think they're going to go to the playoffs. And I think he's going to win Rookie of the Year. I think he's in the best situation of any of the quarterbacks. Um, I think Lance is going to have to sit for a while. Um, I think the Bears have a ton of work to do. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say Mac Jones, Rookie of the Year. Uh, I love this. I mean, I have to agree with you here. But uh, one slight problem with it, as of right now, he's not the starting quarterback of the New England Patriots, which will maybe put a damper on his rookie of the year chances if he's not playing. Uh, but given the opportunity for him to play, I mean, he's in the best situation outside of maybe Trey Lance, and I still think Trey Lance sits for a year, which will help him in the long run. But, I mean, Justin Fields is going into the Bears offense, so it really sucks that I had all these high hopes for Justin Fields, and now he's almost guaranteed to be a bust. I think he's going to um, have, like, like 15 starts this year. Uh, Mac Jones? Maybe, maybe 16. No, I mean, maybe maybe 14. 14 starts this year. 
because he's going to set out the first three, four games. They're going to be now, one and three, one and two, one and three. And then now you think win. Trevor Lawrence with a three start advantage still can't win rookie of the year? Yes. I don't think so because he's got yeah. not a bad team. I mean, DJ Chark's kind of a monster. And then you got the Travis Etienne in there now. Um, what? What? Oh, I forgot about Lavishka, but Arby he Thorpe. really wasn't anything last year. Hey, nobody's picked Trevor to be a rookie of the year yet. So. Yeah, well, that would be such a boring pick that I wouldn't take it. I'm going with Max. So, Dell, your thoughts? So, um, I think you're right in thinking that he has the best chance out of any quarterback drafted. Uh, besides Trevor Lawrence, I think it's kind of even between them two because Max still has to, you know, become the starter. Um, I think he's suited, fitted well in New England, like you said. Um, I, 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 I'm feeling like I kind of want to just say Chase just because I got that one right. So he's going to break every record in the book. Yeah, I was about to bring that up. So if he wants to break some rookie records, that might bring him a title. So, uh, or a, a rookie of the year title. So I kind of want to go chase for my rookie of the year this year just to kind of tie everything together. I mean, Justin Jefferson broke every single rookie record and, and he didn't win rookies win. of the yeah. year. So. You think <laughs> times are changing. Maybe Mac doesn't play and Fields gets hurt and Lawrence is a bust. And, you know. <laughs> and Trey Lance we'll sits see. the entire year. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, Fields, I, I think Fields is a bust now just because he's on that team. Cam, tell me why I'm wrong. Cameron? My, my mute button takes about 28 seconds to get, get work. Um, so you're wrong because half the thing is I don't think he is gonna he's going to start or play as many games as the other quarterbacks, wide receivers, running backs in the rookie class and even if he does he'll be he'll be in such a different atmosphere than he was with Bama <laughs> I think he's just going to get shell shocked he's not going to know what he's doing he's not going to have nearly the receivers <laughs> he's going to have to actually go through progressions and not just swing it to the open man after seven seconds um, I, I just don't see this happening I've never been on the Mac train i but at, at at best he'll he'll be like fourth out of the rookie QBs, and that's, that, that's a wild statement. It's because Lawrence is going to start. He's uh, he's going to have more. Wilson's going to start. He's going to have more. Fields is probably going to play the same amount of games as him. He's going to do better, and then. Uh, Lance, well, we'll get to Lance. So I'll say he'll be third. Out of the, out of okay, the three, I was about to say. Out of the, you're right. Out of the three quarterbacks that are going to play most of the games, he's going to be last out of all of them. That that puts um, him at four, Cam. Four, because you you name you name three others, so that puts him at four. Oh yeah, four. Okay, perfect. So my math is is off today. Um, yeah, I I just don't see it with Mac. You know, best luck to him in the future. I hope that he doesn't get injured or anything and he just loses games on his own and is bad. All right. Um, who's got the next take? I'll go. 
Um, has anyone been keeping up with basketball lately? Nope. Well, if no one knew, Steph Curry is on one of the hottest streaks of all time. And honestly, at my, this point, I think he should be the favorite to win the MVP. He won't get it, but he should be the favorite to get the MVP. Do you know how many points he's averaging this season? 29. No, no 31 and a half. I'm pretty good. I've never watched a game. Um, but he is having one of the most – he just lights out. There's no one that can guard him. And it's bringing up the fact that I think Steph Curry will go down in history as the greatest point guard in NBA history. Oh, I know no. everyone like probably will go with an old head or AI or someone like that. But there's never been a guy that's just been as – knockdown shooter as Steph Curry and it's actually incredible to watch um I well the thing you mentioned with him is is shooting right so I don't know what his assist numbers are at all you could be 100% right but I think being a point guard a big part of it is assists and I never hear about it it's not a glamorous stat so that's probably averaging why. seven assists per game I feel like that's I have his career numbers steals. Sorry, his career numbers is seven. Oh, okay. So, I don't know. I feel like that's too low. Maybe two steals, too low as well. I don't know. I don't I mean, know basketball numbers that well. I, I, I don't know. I, th- I feel like when you think of point guard, you don't think of uh, just scoring. You think of facilitating the offense, passing more than scoring. Um, I think he'll go down as the greatest shooter if he's not already considered that. Um, but I don't know. If I'm ready to say greatest point guard, uh, I don't, I don't, like I said, don't know the numbers of like guys like Stockton and uh, trying to think of more Magic Johnson. Magic Johnson, yeah, Magic's probably the greatest point guard of all time. If if I if you ask me, so I think uh, I feel like he's gonna go down as the greatest scoring point guard, the greatest shooter. I don't know if all around point guard, but that's I don't, I have no idea. Uh, Cam. Yeah, um, no, I don't think so. I don't know enough about Magic, and can you hear me okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Curry's decent, I guess, with the steals, but it, he doesn't play defense um, in, in general, pretty much. He's not an all-around point guard, so I just don't, I don't see that happening. I'm pretty sure Stockton leads all-time in steals by, like, a mile. I don't know how Magic was on defense. I'd imagine because he was, was like six, eight, or whatever. I thought you were going to say I, I think six with eight. Definitely, offensively, is the best point guard of all time, probably already. Um, all around best point guard. Would you want him on your team over everyone else? Maybe offense offsets that if you get a couple defense guys around you. I don't know. Hard to judge. We've seen who would be your top five right now. People put Magic. People put Steph. I, it, it depends how you judge it, I guess. It's possible. Phil? I, it's so hard, like Cam was touching on, it's so hard because of the different eras of the sport. Like you said, I don't ever see highlights of anybody's defense. So I'm just assuming that he's not playing defense because I don't watch. So I feel like point guard, I, like, like when Trey said, to me point guard means running the play, you're more maybe of a defensive mindset, and you facilitate the offense, and and I feel like that's completely changed. I mean, you got you got 
they don't even call them point guards anymore. They're just called one, two, three, fours, and fives, and fours sometimes play one. So, like, I don't really know what's going on anymore. So you could probably have a case, Tuck, if you just call it – You it would be a wasted take if you just said best guard. But the fact that you put point guard in there I wouldn't say best is, is making – Michael Jordan was a guard. Michael Jordan was a guard? He was a shooting guard. Yeah, so I no, there was no case for that. <laughs> I wasn't about to call Steph better than Jordan, but well, then I, I don't know. I would say no. Then that's tough because it's different no areas again. Tucker. That's fine. It's a waste to take, and you know what? No one like. Trey, you wouldn't even give me someone when you did your entire like. No, he's I, not. I wasn't, but I don't I wasn't know thinking anyone. basketball. I I would say magic now. If I would say magic. It's hard to think and talk at the same time, Tucker. I'm gonna go with Tuck on this one. I'm going yes. There we go. I got an agreement. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think he's definitely top five. Just based on his if scoring. you if you don't have Steph Curry top five, you're an idiot. Yeah, that's like the guys that don't have LeBron James in their top five players. It's like you can either think he's top five or you can be wrong. The debate is if he's number one. Who says that? I've never heard somebody say they must be stupid. If there's plenty. Of, there's plenty of old heads that like you ask them who their top five is and they just are like, oh, I'm no. a LeBron hater, and he's currently second greatest player of all time. Yeah, but you know, there's always the haters that actually will just pretend like the number like one. I got like, Bill Russell, and then Bill Russell, like everybody playing <laughs> yeah. with like, hey, Gary Trey, I thought it's it all about championships. It's a big part of it's about championships. Uh, Doctor J against five foot six LeBron. white guys from the rec league yeah. down the street. So Doctor J left LeBron off his top ten. Box did Paul Pierce. <laughs> That's because Paul Pierce is an actual vendetta against them. And Charles Barkley also left Kobe and LeBron and Julius Irving. Yeah, so all the old he- Oh, that's Dr. J. Sorry. Ignore that statement. But yeah, old heads. All right. Who's got the next take? I'll go. So um, imagine putting yourself, you're a superstar college football athlete. You're getting ready to go to the draft. You know you're going top, maybe one, ten. Yeah, you got an idea. Biggest stage of your career, or biggest moment of your professional career right now, and you stay at home. You're a loser. You're full of yourself. If you don't show up to the draft, you're full of yourself. This is the take. Trevor Lawrence, gonna be a wash, didn't go to the draft. Trey Lance went to the draft. He's a gamer. He lives to be there, and he's going to be way better. He's not going to be a wash. He's going to be fabulous. Trey Lance up because he was at the draft. Trevor Lawrence down because he wasn't. All right. I couldn't disagree with this take more. Um, I think that a lot of the reason these guys stay at home is they want to have a lot of their family there. They want to, you know, Yeah, they're making it about themselves too much. They don't care enough. Since when is being with your family being a selfish thing to do? Um, I think, if anything, the guys that are at the draft, and I hate saying this because Mac Jones is there, but the guys that were at the draft are more about, like, the limelight. Like, look at me out here with the commissioner. If it was me, I'd 100% go to the draft. 
I'm just saying that's a once in a lifetime experience. Can't miss out on it. But I I, I, took, I, I disagree more. I, t- I take I take it as oh I'm too good for the draft. I don't know I'm too good. I'm just gonna stay home sit on my couch. That might be the mentality of some guys. First of all, you have to get invited. I think so. If you're like a second third round prospect, you there's a lot of times you're not invited, so you can't go. It's only like the top fifty guys I think that gets the invite. Um, but. Nope, couldn't agree. Couldn't agree. Couldn't disagree more. But uh, uh, mad. Uh, sorry. Imagine being the. You you know you're gonna be the first pick, and you're just like, oh, I'm just gonna like just hang out at my house. Like, boo. With go to your the draft. Family. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. You don't show up. What's you're just you're, you're you if you you not showing up tells everybody that you think you're better than everybody, and it's not a good look. And you're just gonna have that arrogant. I just like that's an arrogant player, in my opinion. And for some reason, that rut, that like comes off to me as being more arrogant. So I just think of the, the player at that point. I'm like, oh, maybe they won't be as good just because they're, they're full of themselves. All right, uh, Cam. I mean, COVID's still going on, so there's that aspect to it. Also, I could have told you Trevor Lawrence wasn't going to the draft when he said he didn't want to watch football on Sundays. Um. He said that. Still doesn't doesn't get yeah. all the hope. In the world. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't watch football on um, on Sundays. All right, he's a bust. <laughs> Write him off right now. He's a bust. That's that's the bigger red flag. Hates football. Was that it, Cam? All right, no, I think we lost Cam there. No, I mean he was going in and out no. right there. I'm here. I just, I'm here. No, just wasn't talking. Oh, <laughs> all fine. you had to say was he hates Sunday football. That's it. COVID and Trevor Lawrence hate Sunday. I could have told you he wasn't going to be there. Well, that's all I have. They kept saying on the broadcast every other second that every person there was had their vaccine. So. In general, Cam, do you think that's true though? Do you think that if you don't go to the draft, you're selfish? No, but I would be there, and I don't think I'm selfish. I mean, everybody's got their reasons. Maybe Grandma couldn't make it to the draft. You want to spend it with her? That might be her last draft ever. Might be her last night ever. You never know who's going to be alive tomorrow. That's awful. That's awful. <laughs> All right, Kyle Shanahan. <laughs> Tucker? Uh, yeah, I don't buy this. Do I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be a bust because he hates football? Absolutely. Uh, but do I think that not going to the draft to be with your family on the biggest night of your life is a bad decision? No. I'm. This was one decision I was like okay with the way you phrased it being like this is the biggest night of my life. Like if I can't be there with my whole family, then I don't want to go at all. Yeah, but so I that's the point. That. that is the point. What's the point? That is the point. He's caring too much about that stuff. He should be caring more about football. Family? Yes. Uh-uh. you got to make like sacrifices guys, to play this game. I mean, Dylan, it's faith first, then family, then football. Yeah, no, that, that's a football guy move. Yeah, but that's how you – That's, that's fo- it should go football first if you're trying to play football. Duh. Mm-hmm. No, it's faith, family, and football. That's just – well, then you that's a true football guy. But then you're not going to be good at football. You're going to be good at you're going to be better at two other things. And what's the point of that? You can you're you a can professional have, athlete. You can have a family and, and be good at football. football. <laughs> uh, um, all right, Cam, wait to take. 
What used to take going back to the draft? Um, so back in 2012, something happened. Quarterback was Alex Smith at the time. They had a backup, a guy out of Nevada. His name was Colin Kaepernick. High ceiling, fast guy, not really sure what he could do. Harbaugh saw something with him at practice, decided on November 28th that he would be the starter in the upcoming Sunday. That was a couple weeks after Thanksgiving. Did Smith not get hurt? I thought he came in because Smith got hurt. And then they stuck with him. Uh, he, he, he may have been hurt, but... He was he was cleared to play. They stuck with him. Is the point? They, they, they stuck, stuck with they stuck with Kaepernick even through the playoffs. So, 49ers got a good football team on their hands. They got a guy with a high ceiling. They just drafted Alec, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is still their quarterback, and I think he's going to stay their quarterback. I think he's uh. going to have to teach Lance a thing or two. And come two weeks after Thanksgiving, mark the date on your calendar. They're going to make the switch. 49ers going to be in position. They're going to be in position to make the playoffs. They're going to say, Jimmy, you got us this far the last time. We're not going to stick with you. And you know what happened in 2012? Colin Kaepernick led him to the Super Bowl. So I say, Trey Lance, starting at the end of November, will lead the team to a Super Bowl. I will not say they won it because the 49ers did not win it. But Jimmy Garoppolo gets benched for Trey Lance week I don't know what what week is that going to be like. It's like 12-ish. Or yeah, 13 something like that. Um, whatever week that is, end of November, two weeks after Thanksgiving, Garoppolo bench, lay in, Lance in, leading them to the Super Bowl. Win or lose, don't know what's going to happen. They lost in 2012, so they'll probably lose. All right. First off, let me say that I hope that your uh, preseason predictions mark this, and and because we know how you like to put. 15 million teams in the playoffs every year. Um, so <laughs> Mark one second down. <laughs> of all, second of all, um, with the Lance development, I think it's going to take a while. I don't think Jimmy's going to be super ecstatic to go in and teach him the ropes after this offseason, knowing that he is done after this year in San Francisco, that he, his career may be over after this year. I don't think he's going to be super inclined to, to do Kyle Shanahan a solid and come in and give it at all. The only thing he's going to be giving it all is uh, keeping his job, um, which is similar to what happened with Garoppolo when Brady was there. You know, Garoppolo starts to show a little something. Brady's like, you can't come to TB12. Phil, I want him off my team. Robert, I want him off my team. There he goes. Um, third of all, I don't think Trey Lance is going to play this year. I don't. I think Jimmy's going to have a comeback year. I think he's going to get, um, he's going to stay healthy. I think he's going to play well, well enough to get him in the playoffs. I'm not going to put him in the Super Bowl. Um, and then Lance steps in next year. Um, I just don't like Lance, man. I don't like the fact he went to a small school. I like you, you rag on Wilson for not playing talent. This kid did not play any talent. Uh, he hasn't played in more than a year. You know, he played one game in, in the last two years. Um, so I just, to me, it, it, I don't like him. I did not want him on the Patriots, um, and I'm happy he went third. Uh, but I, I just don't see it from him, and I don't think he's going to – and rookie quarterbacks don't lead teams to Super Bowls. That's my last thing. doesn't happen with rookies. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and say, no, I don't think this will happen. So I am going to jump in because 
I you love Lance. I don't. I don't agree with Cam, but I love the take, and I think that that's great because following mirroring it with Forty uh, Niners of of your. Um, what I think most likely will happen is that Garoppolo is going to start. He's going to play about week seven. He's going to get hurt like normal. Lance will go in. He'll play. He'll be all right. They'll be like, oh, he's got some shine. He's got some good plays over here. You know, some bonehead plays over here. Garoppolo's going to come back. He's going to play. The team's going to be like eight and eight, or they play 17 games now. So whatever math I can't think in 17 games. Um, and then they might make the playoffs. Garoppolo will probably play. Then they'll lose. Garoppolo's going to go. Lance will come in, and he'll be mediocre. Garoppolo's going to go to, like, the Giants and be pretty good but not great. And that, that's going to be the end of the story. I mean, that seems to be the most realistic way this goes down. Although I do think Lance could be a generational talent, and it would be amazing if he was. Tucker? Uh, one thing I will say that gets often overlooked in the 49ers is their receiving court. It's just straight, just really not that good, and they didn't do any work to it this year. I mean, their one-two is Debo and Brandon Ayuk, who have, Debo had a good rookie year, and then was, I'm pretty sure he was injured for most of the last season, so that's a question for me. And then Brandon Ayuk having a pretty good rookie year, but being the number one option on a team that had no options is a red flag for how solid of a receiver you are. So I have a lot of questions about this team's legitimacy in the passing game. They ended up going with another running back and Trey Sermon in the draft and getting nothing in the receiving court, which really bothered me. But um, I can see Trey Lance making a run eventually. Uh, I'm not sure how soon it'll be. Uh, but he definitely needs a lot of work. He's uh, He has a lot of potential, but, again, has not played any competition ever. He played FCS football, and people need to remember that. Like, it's just a different level of football. So, and he played for the best team in the FCS. So, um, I'm not really buying all the hype behind him. If he was a Patriot, I'd buy all the hype, but um, he's not, so... I don't know. I'm just not completely buying it for him. Go ahead, Ken. So, Jimmy G, also FCS guy, um, came into the league, kind of learned the, the tricks and the trades of how to come in like that. I think he's, he's got a great mentor for it. Also, going back to the Jimmy G, he's not going to be willing. Um, he knows that he's probably on the outs. Why not go out there, ball as hard as he can, try to just win a Super Bowl, maybe save your spot. If not, your value goes up. You get another huge deal next year instead of just lollygagging around and throwing on the football and, you know, getting benched week four because you're playing badly and getting a half one where you could have MP for a starting job somewhere. I'm not saying he's going to go out and and give up. I'm just saying he's not going to be inclined to do Trey Lance any favors. Why should he put in the extra work to help him develop? That's that's what I'm saying. I don't think 
yeah, he's not going to do anything to help him in the playbook and practice. He's just going to go and do his reps and plays. You're right, 100%. He's going to play his heart out for this because this is his last chance, really. Um, if he doesn't do well this year, he's probably done as a quarterback. So, um, yeah. Uh, I just looked at the list of FCS quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Doug Williams, Phil Sims, Steve McNair, Joe Flacco, and Carson Wentz. So most of them are actually all right. Flacco, Carson Wentz. Yeah, no, most of them came out pretty well. That's three Super Bowl winners. Well, we'll see. Do not put Carson Wentz as a Super Bowl winner. If he didn't play, it doesn't count. I didn't say he was, but now that you mention it, he is too. <laughs> Doug Williams was Phil Sims. Oh, Doug Williams. I didn't even know who Doug Williams was. Williams, first black quarterback to win a Super Bowl. Joe Flacco won one. Phil Sims won one. Carson Wentz was on the team, and Steve McNair made a Super Bowl, and he got stopped short at the one yard line to lose to the Rams. And so did Garoppolo, made a Super Bowl. So yeah, I just had the first round quarterbacks there. <laughs> well. That wasn't helpful to our argument, Tucker, but... Yeah, no, I just... You know what? I like to give people all the information. All right. Let's break down the draft a little bit. Um, go into it. Uh, let's... We don't need to talk about the first two picks. I think we've said enough on that. Those are pretty no-brainers. Uh, the third pick, Lance over Jones. Do you like it? Do you hate it? Um, what would you have done if you were the 49ers? I said Jones in the mock. I think that he's the better quarterback. I think he's more NFL ready. I think he's smarter. I think he's got uh, a better arm. I think he's more experienced. Uh, I would have taken Jones if I were them. Um, but it, they are saying that it was Lance the whole time. Um, that's a lot to give up. Cam and I were talking about the uh, Redskins trade for RG3 at number two back in the day. Kind of, kind of a similar thing. I think if Lance doesn't pan out, this is one of the the worst moves in the history of the draft, uh, them giving up this much to go get a guy like Lance, who is a big, kind of a big question mark, you know, high ceiling, low floor. Uh, we'll see what we get. Um, but I, I don't know. Uh, so Tucker, what was your thoughts on the third pick? Uh, I think it had to be Lance there. Lance or Fields. I mean, it could have been Fields, but Fields ended up going at 12 anyways. So, um, I mean, if you're going to move up, you better be taking a guy that you couldn't get at 12. And that was my problem with Mac Jones was that, I mean, every mock draft up until that point, Mac Jones was available at 12. So the idea of them taking Mac that early was just a wild concept to me. But um, I think it's the right decision for them due to the fact that they do have a guy like Jimmy G. So, I mean, because he's a high-risk, high-reward guy, definitely at QB. You have a guy there. This is a guy that's going to be kind of a project, maybe a guy that sits for a year, and he's going into the right situation for him, I think. So I think, honestly, Trey Lance is the biggest winner of this entire draft, probably, just because he's getting put in the perfect situation for him, in my opinion. Well, like I said, we should have been smarter because we all thought the debate that they put out that Jones was going, uh, except for maybe Cam. Cam kind of sniffed it out, but there's no reason that they would, dra- would draft up that high for Jones. And uh, they said they wanted to keep Jimmy, and now they're going to they're going to do exactly that. Uh, Dylan, your thoughts on the third pick? So I don't know. I think it was a good pick because. 
like we're talking about, they still have Jimmy, and then he's Lance has got a high ceiling. Um, and so, but the one thing that, that just popped into my head, um, they could also use him as, they could also see this as an opportunity to use him if they feel like they need to, if Jimmy's not, not great. If for whatever reason they decide that they want to keep Jimmy, Trey Lance is, has significant trade, uh, value if they maybe use him in a spurt where they, they show like one game, he does really, really well. And then people are still going to live up to the hype and they can, tr- they could trade him for God knows what, because of just the speculation that he's good. Um, I think that's an unlikely scenario, but it's definitely something to think about. I mean, it's never bad to have two good quarterbacks. I just, yeah. If they, if they decide that Jimmy, they want to keep Jimmy, they could use the unknown as trade value, which I think is kind of a, maybe a cool little uh, way to think of it. Uh, Potentially. Sam, you, you kind of sniffed out the Trey Lance thing. Your mocks had him going third. Um, and what, what are you thinking here? So I think, I think you don't trade up this high this early because they did it before anyone else could. Right. So I think they were thinking the Patrick Mahomes mindset, a guy with a high ceiling and through crazy stats in college, but you really don't know where he, where he's at. And you got a guy behind him, like Alex Smith was for Mahomes. And you're right. He did sit the whole year. So maybe Jim will, Jimmy will play the whole year. Probably not until after two weeks after November or <laughs> after Thanksgiving, but we'll see. Uh, but yeah, you gotta, if you're going to trade up for that, you got to trade up for a guy who's, who's that high of a ceiling. And I don't think Matt Jones is that guy. He's a pocket passer and, and just didn't show anything. Trey Lance just put up stupid numbers and he's got the, the build and the mindset. And he kind of looks like Pat Mahomes. I think that's exactly what they were going for. <laughs> I think this is, this is the, the perfect pick for them, honestly. And, um, I don't know. Hope it works out. And he's the type uh, of guy that shows up to the draft. <laughs> yeah, good one, Bill. Good, very important. Uh, all right, let's talk about the five pick, Jamar Chase. Uh, a lot of people wanted Panay Sewell here. I thought it would be smarter to go Panay Sewell here. They go with Jamar Chase, just like Dylan said. Absolutely nailed it. Uh, I think this is a bad pick. Um, I actually think Sewell is going to be – very, very good in the league. I think he might end up being a Hall of Famer, actually. Um, and I, I just, I, I don't think people want to see the splash. You know, they want to see the highlights. They want to see the deep throws. You had the the, the LSU connection. Uh, I think Jamar Chase is a really good player, but it doesn't matter if Burrow is not able to get the ball downfield because he's getting cracked like giant defensive linemen. Um, I just think that you got to focus on your line. I think it's very important. I think it's undervalued, you know, undervalued. Uh, nobody loves the big boys. And I just, I, I think that Jamar Chase will be a good player. And I, and, you know, I just think you got to think about the line, especially with somebody like Joe, who, you know, looked pretty good in his rookie year and then is derailed by his injury. And if this happens again, man, it's going to be very, very hard for him to come back. Who knows if he's even going to be the same player that he was before. So I, I don't like the pick. I, I would have went with Sewell. Uh, Tucker. So I actually came around on this pick. Uh, 
due to the fact that the Ben I heard a lot of talk about how the Bengals saw this draft class at tackle and guard as a lot deeper than this draft class at wide receiver. They thought that the guy they could get at Jamar Chase versus the guy they could get in the second round was a huge more step up because they still got a tackle with a 38th picks and Jackson Carmen out of Clemson, who apparently is a stud lineman. And i looking up an article right now that's talking about how the Bengals actually had the fourth most improved offensive line this offseason. So I honestly think that this was the right move for them, just in the fact that they got a guy, a dynamic weapon, and Jamar Chase, and they improved their line maybe slightly less than they could have if they got Penny Suel, but they still had a big improvement in their offensive line with getting a guy that early in the draft. Uh, Dill, I know you love this pick. Uh, you, why, why not take a tackle here? Uh, Tuck, that's a, that's a tremendous argument, and uh, I was going to say the same thing. Um, good, good job on the research. Um, so I – the two things are going on here. One, Tucker's exactly right. That's, that's probably and most likely two, two – they know Burrow is never going to be the same, so why protect him? Get a guy who's better. <laughs> uh, Camp, what do you got? Dylan gave us the wasted. wasted yeah, off, okay, off. I, I, I'm, I'm uh, moving away from Dylan. Parker <laughs> <laughs> was correct. The reason I picked two and ended up liking it more than Sewell is because... The same reason for the Giants not picking an offensive lineman. Um, they had Slater there, and they traded back. They they kind of felt the same way, and everyone was a little bit skeptical of that. The reason, I think, is because we know a lot less about the offensive lineman than they do. So they picked up an offensive lineman in free agency, or two, and then they had guys that are coming back that are getting better. And then, like T- Tucker said, they got a guy in the second round – who's going to be a starter off rip, and then they got two more linemen down the road. Not to mention, they had a pretty good draft outside of that. They got a Joseph Osai from Texas in the third round, who was projected to be second, and I, I think I saw like early second. So, so I think they did a good job all around. I don't think they're going to be good by any means, um, but, but I think they have a better understanding of their offensive line, and I'm hoping that they, they talked to Burrow about this before they kind of made the pick, because I know some teams do that. They say, listen, what are you feeling right now? And I think, you know, if you're picking between your buddy from college and, you know. I think we lost Cam. Yep. All right. All right. So let's move on to the 11th. The 11th pick. Justin Fields, Bears. Uh, Bears move up to get him. Um, wouldn't this just be poetic if he didn't pan out? Because they, you know, move up to get him. They moved up for Trubisky. Um, you know, if they, again, picked the wrong guy out of all of this talent that, that is potentially here, that would be just the most Bear thing ever. Makes me feel better about, you know, not wanting Fields that, uh, he's going to a team like the Bears that has literally never had a good quarterback. Um, so, oh, I mean, 
We don't disrespect Jay Cutler here. <laughs> well, they haven't had, you know, an elite quarterback, I'll say. Um, I have been low on Fields. I think he's a solid player. He's going to turn out to be a solid player, as much as I hate to admit it. Um, I would have been fine with him dropping to the Pats. I didn't want him. I pretty made, made it pretty clear that I wanted Mac Jones or nobody. Um, but I think he'll be solid. I just worried that his career can be ruined by the Bears. I think that's very, very possible. Um, I think that, you know, this was, this is a solid move for the Bears. I think it's, it's, you know, a good trade up. Um, you know, he's ranked at number four in the position rank on the ESPN that I'm looking at. So, you know, drafted him in the right spot, but we'll see. I mean, the Bears, I don't trust them. Um, I think Matt Nagy needs to get out of there, but uh, I don't know. I like the pick. I just don't think it's going to pan out. Tucker? Um, yeah, it makes me feel good. At least he's going to the Bears, where I'm almost certain he'll fail. But I really, like, I was having a full-blown panic attack, thinking that, holy shit, the Patriots might have Justin Fields just drop into their lap. Of course someone was going to trade up. If it wasn't them, it was going to be Washington. But I was, uh, there was a 15-minute window after the Broncos picked that I was certain the Patriots were getting Justin Fields at the 15 pick, and I was losing my mind. Um, I think it's the right move for the Bears. Uh, I mean, Andy Dalton can't be your long-term plan. This team's too talented to actually lay their bags, be, uh, lay all their eggs into Andy Dalton. So uh, I think they need to do make a move here, whether it was that or go for the second round to get someone like Kellen Maude. But they definitely, I think this is the best case scenario for the Bears is that someone like that felt that far. Um, that allowed them to be able to trade up. So good for the Bears, uh, kind of shitty for the Patriots. But you know what? I like the play overall because I actually like the Bears. Uh, Dylan, Fields number 11, what do you think? Um, Fields is a runner, right? A bit. He can throw too. No, not a runner? No. Much of a runner. For some fast. reason, fast. He's fast. He's fast. All right. For some reason, he's I thought not he. Known for All right. For yeah, some... he's athletic, but he's not a running quarterback. For some reason, I thought of him as a runner, which I thought was like that in itself would be more beneficial for the Bears because I feel like they haven't had a guy who could run up there in the frozen tundra. So they got guys throwing Mitch the. Had some legs. Throwing guys throwing the ball that can't feel their finger. Um. So yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right. Um. So, no, seriously, though, because there was talks about um, – he's Ohio State, right? I'm not going to get that wrong. Yeah. Okay. Oh, it's you. Yeah. So, so and, and then we know everything about um, Ohio State, you know, quarterbacks not panning out. Um, I think that the – I think that the Bears picked the right guy in their minds that they could get because they are – I feel like they want to try something different. They don't want a guy sitting in the pocket – I think they're going to try to do somebody that can run. Fastest guy on the board, take him, turn him into a runner. All right. Cam, your guy out of OSU. 
my guy, my pick. This is the Giants trade. True so, facts. I love. Could have had him. No, didn't want him. Um, we traded back, and now I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. We got the number one overall pick next year because the Bears are going to have the number one pick, and the Giants are going to take it. And I'm excited for it. I am rooting for the downfall of the Chicago Bears in every facet of every every everything because I want a high draft pick next year. They gave us their heart and soul for this pick, and people are still saying it was a good pick. I'm fine with that. They traded everything. I'm glad we traded back. Best of luck to Fields. Hope he doesn't play until next year because they need to lose. Yeah, they, the Giants, Giants kind of fleeced, fleeced here. Uh, wasn't, wasn't bad at all. All right, let's move on to the 15. Mac Jones, like I said, uh, I think Bill Belichick played the board like a genius. I thought, I think he was maybe calling around trying to freeze the, freeze the board saying, hey, um, if you hear anything about, you know, a team in front of you wanting to take Jones and asking you for a trade, give us a call. Um, I think they never got that call. I think they, people got, gave them calls in the top 10 saying, Hey, do you want to move up? And they said, no, I think Mac Jones was the guy from the start. I really do. I think he was on the top of their board, their most needed position, their best player in their eyes at that position based on the scheme fit. Um, I think Mac Jones is going to be good. I know people don't like that take, uh, outside of new England. I think he's going to be good. I think he's extremely smart. He knows how to read a field. Um, I think he's going to ma- he, he can make the good throws. You know, nice easy throws. That's all you got to do, man. Just let Belichick uh, coach it out. Um, I really think he's going to be solid. I think he will play this year after a brief stint on the bench, and I think he's going to be good, man. And I like the pick a lot. Uh, this is the guy I've been on. I think he. You know, people are giving him Brady comparisons, which is so dumb because there will never be another Brady. All you need is a guy. I heard a comp that was Matt Castle, and that's all you need. A guy that comes in, does his job, makes the throws when he needs to, and wins your games. Um, I, I am over the moon with this pick. I think that Mac Jones could be a potential quarterback for the Patriots for you know the next five to ten years. So uh, I'm excited about it, and I think we found our next guy, and I'm excited that we don't have to deal with Cam Newton anymore, uh, at least you know at the most until uh, the 2022 season. So we'll see. But I'm extremely excited. Tucker, you had to do a kind of a 180 on Mac Jones, so explain your thinking. I don't know what you're talking about. I've always been full in on Mac Jones if he was at 15. But I just said that would be a terrible pick at 3. And I stand by that it would have been a terrible pick at 3 because the 49ers could have had him at 12. So why the hell would they give up three draft picks for a guy they could have had? You him? have slandered Mac Jones on the I don't back to the episode. You what have you're talking about. Bad. Find, find the statements. I never said he was bad. I'm sorry. Maybe if he was a Heisman Maybe. candidate, Trey, how are you going to call a Heisman candidate bad? 41 touchdowns and four interceptions, Trey. Are you going to look me in the eyes and tell me that's bad? You said it, not me. I, why would I call 41 and four bad? Go God ahead. damn it. He's the Bama QB. Did you know both of his the teammates that played, Jalen Waddell and Devontae Smith, you know what they both said? Spelling him cool. over. And they both Tua like more than Tua. Yeah. So yeah. what do you, I mean, how can you not love this guy? I don't I see what there's not to like. I think he was Bill Belichick's guy all along, honestly. Tell me this. Justin Fields and Mac Jones had a pro day on the same day. Where'd Bill Belichick go? Bama. He went to Bama. He knew what he was doing. There were smoke and mirrors all around this entire thing. How can you not be on the Mac Jones train? In fact, I'm probably going to buy a jersey. I think I'm buying a jersey too. Uh, Dill, your thoughts on your next quarterback? Um, 
I think that Tucker's exactly right because I do remember um, hearing about Bill Belichick going back to going down to Alabama. Um, I think it was very apparent that Belichick was waiting to get away from. Uh, you good, Tuck? Yeah. What? I don't know. You're smiling like you. I don't know. Um, so just spin zoned all of us. Um. Wait. Okay. And now I need an explanation. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> Go ahead, Dill. Just continue. So, um, now I lost my train of thought. Okay. Oh, okay. So I think it was very apparent that uh, the Patriots and Belichick were ready to move on after reading into the Cam Newton. Uh, contract it was it was pay to play and it was like you're probably not going to play <laughs> and so um, I think it was apparent that they were going to draft a quarterback I think this is the league's fault for letting Mac Jones fall to 15 there's literally a one percent chance of him falling and Bill Belichick was just like we're just going to play the cards as they lay um, pretty sure that we're going to have a chance to get Jones there's one percent apparently but I have a feeling we're going to get it, and it turns out they did. Um, so shame on the rest of the league. It's kind of sad that they would let the greatest coach of all time get a quarterback in this position. Because the yeah, team was dead. Um, the team's dead without another quarterback, and they just let them have one. Here you go. Here's another playoff ticket. You like, I, like <laughs> They're a bunch of idiots. Yeah, your thoughts on the pick? Uh, you could argue, Dylan, that they could have gotten – three other guys in the second round um, that were very high up on people's boards as well. Um, I, but to get the guy that they wanted? I think we lost Cam. Yeah, we lost him. All I can assume is that Cam's talking about how much he likes Mac Jones and how Cam, he thinks he's a perennial all-star. Cam is marking down New England for another dynasty as we speak. <laughs> Go ahead. Try again, Cam. No. Yeah, you know my you know my take on Mac. I don't like him. Don't think he's gonna be good. We'll see how it plays out. Alright, the last one I want to talk about, because we're running out of time, we'll just skip to it. Kadarius Tony, Cam, uh, Giants trade back, pick him. A lot of people th- not liking this pick at all. I actually watched a thing on Twitter about this Giants fan freaking out saying if they take Tony here, I'm gonna kill myself, and they did. And he was very upset. Um did I think himself? it's an okay pick. I think Kadarius Tony is a great player. Um I don't think wide receiver was your number one need. Um, but I don't know as much about the Giants as you do. Um, so I'll let you go first, and then we'll get the other two's take on it. I think at 20, you don't want another lineman other than Slater or Sewell. They didn't want Slater because they could have had him earlier, and they can't deny that trade that the Bears gave them. They didn't need a quarterback. You could argue like Elijah Moore, Bateman fit in better, but they just got Galladay. They got their X. They got their outside receiver. Um, Digging an inside guy like Tony, uh, human joystick, they called him. Parsons isn't available anymore. Could have had him back then. Personally, I wanted Quiddy Pay. I think that an edge register right there would have been fine. However, we get to the second round. Who do we get? Aziz Oglari who was projected to go first round. So I cannot complain with the Giants draft. I think they had an, an A-minus draft, and I'm happy with it. Give Daniel Jones all the weapons. If he fails this time around, he's gone. 
We get another a quarterback with the number one pick next year from the Bears. I'm ready for it. Uh, uh, Dylan, do you got anything to say on the Giants pick? I have no idea. All right, Tucker? Skip me. Uh, yeah, I just felt like this was a bit of a reach on it. I mean, it was three wide receivers and then a huge drop in front leg to the next guy, but um, apparently a few teams really like Kadarius Tony. I know that Urban Meyer was very upset that uh, it didn't fall to him at 25, so maybe it was a good pick. I mean, again... Regardless, I see what they say on draft boards. These guys actually do the research and watch the tape and know way more about football than I do. So, um, I'm, I mean, maybe he's the right guy. I don't know. I feel like he's just got, you know, cool highlights, and that's what really bumped his draft stock up more than his actual play. But you never know. I mean, but anytime you're the number two guy on your team, I think that takes a little bit of a, hit to how good of a player I think you are, and he was nowhere near the one number one option on this team. Alright, quickly, let's do our favorite pick from this draft and our worst pick from this draft. Um, oh, shoot. You did not my, this. Uh, we texted it in the chat. So oh, I didn't it. read it. Uh, this first round? First round only, uh, but I'll let you throw in whatever you want. Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm having a tough one, because there's three I really like. I like uh, Sewell to the Lions. I think he's going to be a stud. I like Quiddy Pay to that Colts defense, and I like Najee Harris to the Steelers, most Steelers pick ever. I'm actually going to just go ahead and say Pay. I think Quiddy Pay is going to be a monster. Based Not on, Mac Jones? I, I think Mac Jones is a little bit more of a question mark. I think he is, and you know, I'm fully behind him. I think he, I think he's going to be good, but there's a lot. A lot of people hate this pick. I think the best. I think one of the best picks of the, the round was Quiddy Pay to go onto that stacked defense, make it even better. And Cam had me all hyped out, hyped up about Quiddy Pay before the draft, so this may be his fault. Um, I'm going to go that as the best pick. I think um, I'm surprised he didn't get taken before, but uh, I think he's going to be a stud. And that defense is absolutely disgusting. My least favorite pick is J.C. Horn at eight. I didn't think J.C. Horn was the best cornerback in this draft. I, I don't know all of a sudden why he jumped up to number one, why they liked him more than Sertain. I thought it was Sertain all the way. And I think they need to focus on other things other than corner in Carolina. I don't like the pick at all. I think it was stupid. Um, I think that's the worst pick of the first round. And I think Panthers fans should not be excited about it. Uh, Cam, best and worst. Oh, let me also say, I think Rondale Moore going to the Cardinals is awesome. I think that's a perfect spot for him. He's going to ball the hell out. I'm looking forward to his career. Cam, go ahead. Well, I also think we made an absolute steal. Um, a lot of people talk Giants at 11, and then he ended up dropping to 21. So I think that's a steal. The Colts locker room were all fired up. Um, we didn't take him. So I think that's probably the best pick anyway. Justin. Um, I think Patrick Sertain was a, uh, they just got um, what's his name Fuller somebody like that so a good corner in the offseason um, their defense's backfield isn't um, you know necessarily a problem but I guess uh, alright I got about half that I think I think Quipe was your one and 
your worst one was Patrick Sertain. Wait. Yeah, so Travis Etienne as well. Uh, I think that was a bad pick. I don't think you Stop need to go running. All the picks. And the then the last, you, can, you can repeat. There's no last, last one had to be Peyton Turner. Whoever that is, I don't. I've never heard of yeah. that. Yeah. Went to. Um, I I knew every single person that got taken in the first probably forty pit almost, and that man was not one of them. Uh, that's a deep pick in my mind, and maybe he'll ball out, but. They have Cam Jordan already. Why are you going there? So, yeah, that's it. Uh, Dale, who you got? Uh, worst pick, I'm going to go... Uh, do you pronounce this uh, Najee Harris? Najee. Najee, sorry. Apologies to a fellow listener, Najee. Um, so, why? Like, pick a running back in the first round. Like, dude, really? You don't need to be doing that. Plus, he wasn't even number one on the board in most people's minds. So, like, so, yeah, not about that. Um, also, Cam, you're right. That edge rusher guy you just brought up. I I remember when the dude, the I was watching the broadcast, um, and he got picked, and everybody was like, who? Someone was like, I'm speechless. Like, no one has said anything. They were at the booth, like, just, like, just sitting there staring at the camera. They had nothing to say. They were like, this one doesn't make any sense. So, that's also true. Um, best pick in the draft. I mean, j- just the sheer fact that Mac Jones dropped to 15 is ridiculous, so I just have to say it. I like, love it, though. I love it. Cam, go ahead and ask your question. <laughs> so, I have a question, Dylan. Najee Harris spent the draft at a homeless shelter that he grew up in, letting the kids watch the draft with him, is that selfish? Yes. <laughs> Stick it to the take. He's, ma- he's making himself look good by feeling like, look at me, I'm with the homeless. He, it, it's, a, it's a way of making yourself look better to the masses. He grew up in a shelter as an uh, inhabitant. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, Digging right, a hole. All right, I, I, that's yeah. okay. He can stay in the homeless shelter, but he's, he's thinking, he's not thinking about football while he's there. He's thinking about helping the homeless. <laughs> that's also a good, good uh, thing to do, but you're still not thinking about football. Um, best and worst. For my best, it was a guy that I really didn't see dropping this far. I think it's Rashawn Slayer to the uh, Chargers. I mean, going into this draft, everyone knew the Chargers were going to need to go with an offensive tackle or guard or something on the offensive line, and they got a guy that can do literally all of that. And it felt like Penny Suell and Rashawn Slater were like the one-two, and although he's a little, everyone knew he's a little bit lower, it was like he was on that level. Uh, so the fact that the Chargers got him at 13, I feel like, was crazy for them. I assume they were planning on not being able to take him, so that was a crazy pick. And then for my worst, it's Travis Etienne. It's not even questionable in my mind. I mean, I don't like that pick either. you're a team that has so many needs, so many, but yet you have an incredible rookie running back, and you're like, eh, let's get another one. James Robinson had an awesome year. He was so good this year, but there's like, eh, no, we're getting a new guy. And they get Travis CCN at, like, why? You guys, it's not like this is a team that, like, didn't have needs. They had about a thousand of them that they needed to fill, but yet they, for some reason, think the best move 
is to draft Travis Etienne. Terrible play. Cam, you got something to say to that? Yeah, I was just going to say, I think Urban was playing a little bit of matchmaker there. Travis is still on the board. We got Trevor Lawrence. Let's take him here. I hate it. I think it's a bad way to draft. I do, too, because they had the first pick in the second round. They very well could have gotten there. Oh, yeah. I think they might have. And they had another pick in the second round. Granted, the Jags had a pretty good draft, but I agree that pick was just not not uh, worthy of a first round. All right. List, guys. Game shows. Let's go quickly because we've been going for a while. I just want your game show, brief explanation why, no conjecture, no arguments. You can say you hate it or you love it, but move on to your pick. Um, okay. So game shows, list, guys. Let me pull up my list. I have to find it. Um I'll start it off with my number five. The price is right. Five? Jesus, I thought that was only four. Bob Barker, legend. Uh, going under people, you know, for the score. Classic scumbag move. Um, the showcases. You know, if you were sick at home, Price is Right was on. Good watch. Uh, that's my number five. Dill, what's your number five? Oh, God. Um, number five for me, I'm going to go... Um, shit, I got four lined up. Number five, I'm going to go with deal or no deal. Number five. I knew Cam was a big deal or no deal guy. Um, I'm only saying this because this is the first one that popped in my head after, after thinking of four. Um, but, uh, there's literally nothing better than people trying to rationalize completely random guesses. It's so funny. So, like, I don't know. Like, the one up, Stacy over there in the top left, she looks like she's hiding something. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, sorry. No explanations. That's all I have. Uh, Cam, five. Yeah, deal or no deal? Love it. Connection, new connection on the show. One, had the board game. Two, one of the only games, Wheel of Fortune as well, is in arcade games, arcades everywhere. Um, Three, like you said, Dylan, rationalizing. I take the deal every time. You got to take the deal. (laughs) If you show a number up there that's 80-something grand and I get a million on the board and a cent on the board, yeah, I'm taking it. I don't care. Well, that's a little different. But I'm usually taking the deal. Yes, it seemed lowball, but you're walking out of there with a lot of money most of the time. Love that. Love that game show. Um, So much anxiety to do with it. And Howie Mandel's the man. Tucker, number five. Um, question, does Ninja Warrior count? No. Oh, uh, Dude. Yeah, it's a game show. What? You okay, can't. well, not the American one. The old Japanese one that used to be on the game show network. The American one's garbage, but the old Japanese one was awesome. So, yeah, I'm going with Ninja Warrior. Original. All right. My number four is going to be Wheel of Fortune. Uh, I love sitting at home. When I'm at back in Lennox watching, you know, TV at dinner... Uh, if we're having like a cash dinner, uh, Wheel of Fortune's on. I'm bad at it. I'm not good at it, but I love just seeing people with the dumb guesses all the time. It's hysterical. Uh, Pat doesn't, doesn't put up with it. Vanna White is a classic. Age is like a fine wine. Uh, America's Game, Wheel of Fortune, my number four. Uh, Dylan. I am also going to go Wheel of Fortune. Um, I don't know. New connection on the show. I don't know. I don't know if it's just like heightened because it's right before Jeopardy. So like, it's like always a, a distant brother of of Jeopardy that like if it wasn't on before, I don't know if I would watch it. 
Um, it is funny to hear people just blurt out completely terrible guesses on the boards or, or like the, the, the bloopers of people saying like naughty things. So, um, classic game. It's been on forever. The hosts have been there. They're never going to die. They're going to, they're, they might be robots. <laughs> also, when people say the right answer, but they, they pronounce it wrong and they say yeah. no, and the next person nails it, yeah. just takes all their money from them. Uh, and nothing's better five. than hitting a bankrupt than watching people suffer. Uh, number four, don't know if any of you are going to have this one, Cash Cab. Uh, I have one. Love I Cash Cab. That show was elite. I wanted to be in the Cash Cab more than anything growing up, I think. I think if you had the option, put me in the Cash Cab or just give me like a million dollars right now, I'd, I'd say Cash Cab because it's fun. And the lights in there were awesome. Every time I got in a cab in New York City, I was yeah. looking all over the place. Where I was is about it? to say, every time I went to a cab in New York City, I was like, this is the one. This is the cash cab. We can only get the van cabs. Oh, yeah. Every time. Uh, just the nostalgia. They, they took it off TV or I just stopped watching that. Bro- I don't know what it network was. Game Show Network, I imagine. But um, cash cab was, was elite. Always fun to get some questions right. And uh, walk out. Just gave you straight cash, too. So cash cabs. Uh, Tucker, four. Uh, I got Wipeout. Great show. Oh one of my, my favorites. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll allow it. But it's, but it's, it's a terrible game show. At the end. It's There's no incredible. social aspect to it. You just play it for a prize. You're one and done. You're exactly. on the game. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was just one of my favorites. You know, it's always gave me a bunch of good laughs. So, yep, Wipeout number four. Okay, so my number three is the reason I've been helping you out, Tucker, because it's a similar format show. I don't think <laughs> there anyone remembers this show. Legend, Legend of the Hidden Temple. I was thinking of putting that one in. I have to adjust. I have to adjust. Legend of the Hidden Temple is so oh. damn good. You start off with some, you know, physical challenge rounds. You know, if you get knocked out in the first round, if you're, like, on the Purple Monkeys or the Red Raiders or whatever the hell they were, you get, like, a bike horn, and they send you on your way. The final round... You have to go through an absolutely impossible Olmec's temple. There is no way it was on Nickelodeon. There is no way that anybody could do that. I'm, I don't know if I ever saw anybody win like win the grand prize when I was watching it. They just messed with you. They had you know you had to get certain keys. People were just popping out of the corners and they're like, oh, now you got to give them a key. You had no way of knowing where they were. There was just impossible, just random. Uh, Olmec, the big giant talking head, elite game show. Uh, from the early 1990, late 1990s, early 2000s, I think is when it ended. Uh, great show. Used to watch it on Nickelodeon, like throwbacks when I was in like middle school. So good. Legends of the Hidden Temple, my number three. Uh, Dill, number three. Uh, first off, Legends of the Hidden Temple, fantastic. It was in the era of Nickelodeon game shows. You had Legends of the Hidden Temple. You had Guts. Remember Guts? Guts is elite. You had, um, Guts was. The, the one with the slime. Tooth. Double Dare? Double Dare. There, yeah. Double Dare. There was the one... Where, was Double Dare the one where you would have to, like, run around and do, like, obstacles at different Giant flags? Nose. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was uh, some game where you, like, had to connect dots. You, like, made a pic, a mm. picture on the screen. I remember coming home from school in, like, in elementary school, and there was, like, Nickelodeon Old Time Channel. And yeah. those game yeah. shows were always on from, like, 3 to 5. It was fantastic. Um... Anyway, number three for me, classic, Jeopardy. Um, dropping down to number three, I, I have to give it number three because 
it's an all-time game show, but I don't enjoy it as much as some of the others because I get upset when I don't get any answers right. I just sit there and just like be like, I'm an idiot. So it's not as entertaining, but as in terms of game show, it's probably number one of the best game shows of all time, but I'm going for how much I enjoy watching. Cameron, number three. I got Wheel of Fortune at three. Um, so you got pretty much hit the nail on the head with every, every uh, everything. Fun to guess. I'm not great at it either. But, um, you know, when you do get it, you feel pretty good about yourself. You, you know, you impress yourself, impress, impress all your friends and their and your parents. And they finally My mom's great at it. Was never for me, but Wheel of Fortune. Tucker, three. Uh, yeah, I'm completely rearranging my list, but Legend of the Hidden Temple at three. Uh, this show is incredible. It couldn't make my top two because my top two will always be one two. But um, Legend of the Hidden Temple definitely needs to be mentioned on my list. So thank you, Trey, for reminding me. That's what I do. All right, my number two is no, Deal or No Deal. Um, wow. Love seeing people screw up. Love it. Um, I was part of a production of Neil or No Deal at an Eastover staff show one year. It was awesome. The top prize was a free stay at Eastover. The lowest prize was like one buffalo chip, which equals a, equals a dollar, and a bunch of stuff in between. Um, loved the banker just screwing with people. Loved the arcade game. I did win the 500 ticket prize one time. It was the most electric moment of my life. Um, so my number two is Deal or No Deal. Howie Mandel is also the man. And if you don't take the deal, you know, late in the game, you're a dumbass, and I don't feel bad for you. Uh, Dylan, number two. Number two for me is going to be <sighs> Family Feud, number two. Family Feud uh, is so funny um, that, I, what's his face, um, Steve, Steve Harvey, Harvey with the mustache. He is the funniest man on TV. Um, and the families, it's always pinning two families against each other. I love it. Fast Money's fantastic. Great game show. I mean, like, it's just so funny. You, you can't stop laughing when you're watching it. It's very good. It just I got edged out by Price is Right for me. Don't love it that much. Wow. Uh, Cam, number two. Family Feud. Family Feud. Correct answer there, Dill. Um, proud of you for that one. Another connection. Don't think we'll have the number one. Well, I know we won't have the one. But um, like you said, Steve Harvey. And it's not even just Steve Harvey going back. It was um, the guy from Home Improvement. I always forget his name. Uh, at Al something, maybe. I don't know. But it's always been funny. I love Tim watching. Allen. No. Um, I always love watching the, the highlights on Facebook. They pop up for no reason, and I watch all of them every single time. And Steve Harvey makes that show so funny. So, number two. Tucker? Yeah, two. Uh, Family Feud is the correct answer on this one. Uh, had to go with it. Probably one of the most entertaining, definitely the most funny of all the game shows that I watch. Um, I mean, again, just like Cam says, it's just the show that, like, you'll see the Facebook thing come up for it, and you will watch, like, the 20-minute highlight video of Family Feud and laugh the entire time. Uh, so, yeah, definitely had to put it here. There are episodes yeah. of that show, sorry, there's episodes of that show where... I watched with my parents like 10 years ago, and to this day, we still quote that episode and just like everyday speech. Just like yeah, someone said I, uh, something hilarious, and it just become part of the family lore. I didn't watch it that much growing up. That's probably part of it. It's my little stepsister's favorite game show, um, but it was number six on the list for me. Just didn't do it for me as a kid, so that's probably why. 
Um, okay, number one, easy for me, Jeopardy. Go, Alex Trebek. I'm so good at Jeopardy, too. This is my best game show. I absolutely destroy Jeopardy. People in a room with me when I play Jeopardy, they're like, wow, you're actually smart. I'm like, I have more useless trivia in my brain than any human being. Um, you know, the goats of gaming, like Ken Jennings and uh, James Holliser, even though he's a coward and he choked out his, his win streak. Um, but, I mean, I don't know how it's going to be now that it's probably going to be Aaron Rodgers. We didn't even touch on Aaron Rodgers, by the way, but we can get to that next week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers may be the full-time host now, but um, Alex, the GOAT, uh, RIP in peace to the legend. Um, but Jeopardy is my easy number one. Could watch it every night over and over. So, 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 so good. Dylan, I'm actually interested to hear your number one. Who you got? My number one is your number five, Price is Right. Price is Right is the all-time <laughs> greatest game show. Um, nothing is just... It's just pure nostalgia mixed in with just entertainment, and it's something that any person can play from home. Because you're like, "What's the price of the Cheez-Its?" And you're like, "I don't know, three twenty-nine." Ding, 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 ding. You win. So, um, Price is Right has always just been fun for me. I don't know why. Um, All-time wrong buzzer too. Dun 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 dun. Wow. So uh, nothing's better than being the guy that bets one dollar and just cucks everybody else too. Like it's just great. Or oh no, or the guy that's like everybody's like nine hundred ninety nine. I'm gonna go a thousand. You dumbass. So um, I don't know. It's I I think in a, as a pu- well put together game show, it's the most entertaining, most unique, and most fun to watch. Cameron. Yeah, that's the reason I don't like the Price is Right. Actually, I don't like being able to just guess one dollar less and not, you know, I make I want to make it exact. It seems cheap. I don't like it, and it was nowhere near my top five, probably not even top ten. If it wasn't for the reference in uh, Happy Gilmore, the Price I, is wrong, bitch. What it is? Um, Jeopardy number one, Alex the Go. Uh, only game show that you actually know players, like famous players, and follow them on Twitter, and it's just, there's no better feeling in the world than getting answers right on Jeopardy. You feel like the game, it's one thing, it's one thing when you, um, you know, can fill in a puzzle, Wheel of Fortune, you got hints up there, whatever, when you know trivia that no one else knows, there's something about that that just hypes you up, and I play it with Lindsay's family all the time, and me and her stepmom, we go after it. We know crazy stuff. Everyone gives you like a round of applause when you know some famous artists from, you know, 1942. It's, it's just great. Um, no better feeling. I think we played it. Yes, it was. Uh, I think we played it in Sarasota a couple times, Trey. Back oh, in, yeah. Back in oh, spring yeah. break. Bob loved Jeopardy. Loved it. And he would hype me up every time I got something right. That's He'd right. Tell That's us. And Susu would be like, Susu would be like, oh my God, isn't it so amazing? And he'd be like, Susan, shut up and watch this show. <laughs> so it's a show that, Absolute that legend. it's not a show you watch the highlights on. It's a show that when it's on, you will watch it because you want self-fulfillment. When prices are, or when Family Feud is on, it's like, eh, I'll watch it. But is it going to be like, is it going to be as funny as the highlights I could just watch on YouTube right now? So that's why it beats it out for number one, Jeopardy, always. Tucker? Also, I have Jeopardy. Um, it's just the best. I mean, as Cam said, getting a thing right in Jeopardy is the best feeling in the world, especially a final Jeopardy or one where everyone gets it wrong and you know it. Just, it's a self-fulfillment kind of thing, and I completely am on the same page as Cam here. It's just, like, yes, you watch um, Family Feud for the comedic element, but you 
watch Jeopardy to feel smart. I mean, it's my favorite. So it's got to be your number one. It's the only one that, like, if I watch, if I skip, if I'm flipping through channels, I see Jeopardy's on, I will always watch it. I also think the reason on people, like, it, it feels good, and I feel like when you don't have time to think like that, I actually think I'm smarter. I think when I don't overthink things and they are just like, what's the answer? And you have to give it. I think it's, I think I'm just smarter. I, I, I promise you, I think I could beat all of you in a round of Jeopardy. I really do. Wait, let's do it. <laughs> All, right. All right, that's Wasted Takes episode said. Wait, Dylan, give us a movie. We didn't have a movie last week. We need a movie to review this week. Uh, if yeah. If you don't have one ready, I can skip you. And go I was, on. I was looking. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah. You go, you go, you go. All right, I'll skip you. Draft day. I wanted to let's do it. Go. I, I tried to, I tried to line it up with the draft. I was one week late. I think it's because we skipped, but um. I have never seen Draft Day, and uh, I want to watch it. We're fresh off the draft, so uh, I know some crazy shit that goes down. A bunch of trades with picks and such, and somebody's birthday party, something happens. I don't know. But um, I'm excited to watch it. Um, Kevin Costner, great actor. So uh, Draft Day is the movie, and that's episode 70. Uh, check us out on our socials, vote on our polls, and uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks for getting wasted. See ya. See ya.